Hi guys, welcome back to this week's podcast episode. I hope you had an awesome week. I'm starting to feel very sad that July is almost over. Literally today I was looking at my Instagram archives like memory like on this day a year ago type of I don't know what that's called on Instagram the memory part and um a year ago Ashton and I were in California and I was thinking oh my gosh like I can't believe we were there a year ago because that felt like the end of summer last year that was like the end of the summer trip and then we got back and we had this like August feeling of summer so to see that now and realize that we're in it a year later makes me super sad especially because we are actually headed back to California soon Um, and I know that when we get back it's just going to feel like summer is over and that is the saddest thing I'm really trying to soak up every single day usually by the pool usually outside and make the most out of these long summer days. Um, But I feel like I spent a lot of this last week doing a lot um, to capture summer. So we have a pretty decent weekly recap to chat about. But welcome to this week's Breaking Up with Michaela Smuntry podcast episode. Um, I haven't really figured out exactly the the core of this podcast episode. I have two ideas and we'll kind of see which one just flows, but I've had a pretty fun, heavy, not heavy, but like full week. So I do want to dive right into my weekly recap. Um, the start of last weekend, or I guess I should say, because if you're new to listening, I like to start my podcast episodes out with a weekly recap of what's been going on this last week. Um, And then I also like to end my podcast episodes with what I watched or read this week as well. And we've got we've got a list for both of them. So getting right into my weekly recap, Ashton and I went to Duluth last weekend, a little bit up north in Minnesota. It's such a fun small town right on Lake Superior. um, If you're not from the Midwest, it's a very in my mind, it feels like summer because I spent a handful of my childhood summers going up to Duluth, and it's it's always such a great, easy, quick vacation because it's only like two and a half hours north. Um, and then if you keep driving, you hit even better, cuter, smaller cabin-like towns. So Ashton and I actually drove three and a half hours north um, to some state parks to go hiking. I love the state parks up north. It doesn't even feel like Minnesota because it's so, I mean, I know they're not mountains, but it feels so mountainous. Like there are cliffs and like Lake Superior has such a blue ocean-like tropical feeling to it when it's really sunny out and it just looks bright blue. Um, And there's so many waterfalls. So We drove up to Tedaguchi State Park and spent the day hiking there last Sunday. Yeah, we went Sunday to Monday. So did I do anything Saturday and Friday? I don't know. Oh, I did. We'll talk. We'll get into that. But anyway, we were up north um, and I haven't been up to a state park. Well, I guess we went last summer to Gooseberry Falls, but there's so many state parks up there. Like, I really want to... Um, go back and try a few others because when you're driving on that highway, you just see signs for different state parks and it gets more rural, 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 oh my God, rural, 
That's like the hardest word for me to say. Rural. 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 Whoa. I'm just going to stop embarrassing myself. But it gets more and more um, small town, deserted. I'm trying to think of synonyms for that word. Like the northest that you go. Um, and then after we hiked all day at the state park, we drove back down through two harbors. We found this really amazing small rock and fossil store on the side of the road. We've passed it before doing this road trip, but it's never been within business hours when we've driven by. But we were able to catch this rock store before they closed. And um, they had so many cool inventory, like all of their pieces were so evenly fair priced, like nothing was expensive because of the location. Ashton and I got a few goodies. I got this like clear sphere with a Saturn inside, like um, man-made type of Saturn design in the center of this clear quartz. But I felt so called to get Saturn because I have a Saturn tattoo on the inside of my arm and it actually just surpassed its second birthday over the weekend. So I was talking to Ashton about that because if you didn't know, Ashton is a tattoo artist and he gave me a lot of my, all of my tattoos basically since we've met. And he gave me the Saturn one. That was the second one that he gave me right around the time when we met and started like seeing each other. So it felt really cute that we saw the Saturn crystal there and his contact in my phone has like the Saturn emoji. So I had to get it basically and then we got a huge geode for $20 to bust open like only $20 for the biggest geode we've ever bought. We got a smaller geode in New York. Obviously New York City prices will be so different but we got a smaller geode in New York City last winter for like $20 and this one is like three times its size. So I'm really excited. We're going to definitely have to bust that open. Um in a vlog soon. I have been filming so many vlogs and I'm very behind and backed up. So I'm trying hard to get them all up this summer, but I'm sure you'll see that eventually. Oh, I also vlogged Duluth as well. So that should come out soon, but I know it probably won't be for like a month because like I said too, we're about to leave for California and I want to vlog that trip as well too. So there's going to be a lot of stuff, different projects for me to edit. Um, but yeah, so we drove back down, found the rock store. We stopped at Castle Danger, um, in Two Harbors, which is one of my favorite breweries. It has Ashton's, one of his favorite beers, and we've been there before, but it's such a fun brewery. I love the location. I love their beers. They had some amazing seasonal ones right now, and we can get a lot of Castle Danger beers in the Twin Cities area. However, Having the same beer on tap at the brewery where it's made, oh my gosh, it tastes just like a million times better, fresher. Everything is just enhanced. So we stopped there, got a he- got a t-shirt, some stickers, and had a nice beer after a day of hiking and just being in the car. Um, and then we went to Canal Park in Duluth where we like to stay had dinner at my favorite restaurant up there, Belicio's. They have this like lobster style escargot, or I guess it's escargot styled lobster because it's prepared the way that escargot is prepared. However, it's lobster and not snail. Um, So we got that and it's like a wine bar restaurant. So they're known for their Italian wine. I had to get a glass of Chianti. I have been saying since 
um, a few months now that Ashton and I need to go to Italy because he got me into Italian wine. Um, he also worked at this Italian restaurant, which honestly, side story, and this is what I'm going to talk about in today's podcast episode, like all of the ways that Ashton and I could have met before we actually did or all the times we've crossed paths without realizing that it was us. Um, but he worked at this Italian restaurant that I loved. I'll get in I'll get into that later on in this episode because it's in the list of ways that we've almost met. But he knows a lot about wine through that bartending job. And I, before I met Ashton, like I love dry wine. But before we met, I only really drank Malbec, Merlot, and Cabernets. Like those were my favorite. Um, but I didn't even know a lot of the types of wine that he started introducing me to just based on the bottles that we chose when we would go out to eat or when we would buy a bottle of wine. Like, And please forgive my pronunciation because I... I'm nervous when I'm not confident, obviously, saying a word, but then also I do struggle with pronunciation just like as a speech thing. And then I'm just not sure how these are all pronounced, but Montepulciano is such a great, delicious red wine from Italy. Barbera's are one of Ashton's favorites. Chianti's, I've already said, is a great one. And I didn't realize until, you know, we started getting these types of wines that I had no idea were types of wine that they were all from Italy. And I said something about how it would be so cool to go to Italy and drink these Italian wines in Italy because I bet they're just so much better, not to mention the food, the culture, the art, the history, all of it. This was also around the time when TikToker influencer Soph Mosca went to Italy with her ex Avery. And so I was watching her Italy vlogs thinking about how like beautiful everything looked so I just planted the seed right and I swear so often since I've said that Italy has come up people going to Italy has come up and it's always with Ashton too where I'm like oh my gosh that's a sign like what are the odds or I would be like at book book club and randomly this girl just got back from Italy I'd be talking to someone and they have a trip to Italy or we'll be watching something and Italy shows up. We'll be somewhere and it'll like so many signs. I know it won't happen for a while, like financially, schedule wise, and just with like our, like going out of the country would be a very big trip. And Ashton and I have never left the country. So we both probably really want to, but I'm a little nervous because I've never done it before. And his work schedule, like he's booked out for at least a year. So we really have to plan it. But it would be really cool to drink Italian wine in Italy someday. Um, You know, the restaurant up north in Duluth will just have to do for now. So we had some Italian wine um, and just stayed on one of the hotels on the Strip right against Lake Superior. Beautiful. I just love like a good little summer staycation. Um, And we spent a lot of our time up north finding rocks. That was a big reason why we wanted to go, actually, because... Ashton got me a rock tumbler for my birthday, and I actually did vlog the whole process. So that will come out hopefully in August at some point, but we just finished a cycle of tumbling and polishing rocks, so we wanted to get some more um, raw, like rough rocks to tumble. 
And what better place than the, than the North Shore? So we went up north to find some rocks that we thought would look beautiful, tumbled, polished, agates, all of the above. So we spent a lot of time on our hike by the shore getting some rocks. I mean, I found some beautiful ones. Like the my my like spread, my loot or whatever, it's 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 a good one. I was displaying them all out on the table the other night when I got back home and I have so many new rocks. So we spent a lot of our morning to the next day gathering rocks um, and antiquing, just having a great time. We love Duluth. Um, I think it's like the perfect amount of a road trip too because it's not too long. Like we just played two podcast episodes and we were there basically. Um, and then... As soon as we got back from Duluth, I actually had family in town that I hadn't seen in forever, so we drove straight to my parents' place, had dinner, got to see my family, which was really nice because they don't live here and it's just been forever. So I spent some time with them. And then I also had Taylor Swift trivia this week. Um, I want to go through some questions from this night because it was so fun. So there was this themed trivia at a brewery near me and... Um, I, I was honestly a little bit nervous because going into Taylor Swift trivia, like I have to do well, right? I'm a huge Swifty and I was about to be super humbled if I did poorly. Um, and I didn't want to be embarrassed by that because I was telling a lot of people about this night. Uh, what's really funny too is during the road trip up north, Ashton started asking me questions about Taylor to prepare me. I felt like I was studying for a test. Um, and it started out easy. He was just giving me like the basics. We were really trying to just think like what questions would the trivia people come up with for this night? So he's asking me how old she is, when her birthday is, like how many albums she has, how many Grammys she's won. Really like freshening, refreshing my mind on some of these facts, you know, like she's 33 years old. Um, I had to name th- all three of her cats. She was born in, in Reading, Pennsylvania. Um, she has 12 Grammys, 13 studio albums. Like, I just wanted to make sure I knew my shit. And then um, Ashton looked up quizzes online, like Taylor Swift trivia, and quizzed me while we drove. And it was so fun. But I also think it kind of terrified him a little bit how much I truly knew about Taylor Swift. Um, But I feel like I did pretty well. So I was studying for this night and it definitely helped because there were some questions that I totally would have just guessed on if I didn't know previously from studying. I felt like I was literally taking like an SAT, like, should I make flashcards for this or? But we got there. I went with some friends um, and then some of my friends brought some other friends that were Swifties. So I got to meet some new girls, but it was honestly so fun. We were the Folkors, that was our team name, and I'm a little bit biased, but I do think we had the best team name. Or you know what, this other team name, because at the beginning, the moderator goes around and like shares all the team names and we cheer and clap. This other team name was um, Team Jacob, which I thought was really funny. And then somebody else, um, oh, there was another one that was like a play on her lyrics, but having to do with like knowing enough information or, oh, I wish I remembered. There were some that made me chuckle, but um, yeah, it was so fun and 
I want to share. Oh, okay. That's what I was getting at. Also, I don't know if you can hear in the background, but Luna is going to town with this like ball toy that my cats have that spins in a circle. It's kind of loud, but hopefully you can't hear it. It's in the other room, but she's getting some zoomies out right now. Um, we placed fifth at trivia, which I'll take. We were one place away from actually winning prizes and there was a tie and we were all off by one point. Like it was super close between first, second, third, fourth and fifth place. Um, and I think overall we only got like four or five questions out of like 75 questions wrong. So we did really well. And some of those questions that we did get wrong were very difficult. Um, some of them that I can remember is like, which music video has the most views on YouTube? And I honestly didn't know. My guess was to say blank space. Um, but the correct answer, and I never would have guessed this, was Shake It Off. Don't know why, but that's the most viewed video. Um, another one that we got wrong was what year did Taylor Swift walk in the Victoria's Secret fashion show? This was a complete guess. I remember it. I can see the clips, but I could have, I just couldn't tell you what year. Um, the correct answer, though, was 2013. Uh, another question that we got wrong was... Oh, which celebrity was not in the Bad Blood music video? This one was multiple choice. It was like Ellie Goulding, Cynthia Crawford, Jessica Alba, or Lord. Um, we guessed Jessica Alba because that felt super random. But no, the correct answer for a celebrity that was not in the music video was Lord, which I found surprising, especially since Jack Antonoff is... The producer for both of them that was also a question who was her like producer but we got that one um another question we got wrong was what was Katy perry dressed up as in one of taylor swift's music video i didn't even know she was in a music video so i mean it had to have been an older one i posted a tiktok sharing some of these questions and some people said that one was easy but I just don't keep up with Katy Perry, and I never would have guessed she'd be in a Taylor Swift music video, but we guessed cat, and the correct answer was hamburger. Speaking of cats, that was another question, because Taylor Swift was in the Broadway musical movie Cats. Um, one of the questions was, like, what was the song that she sang in Cats? Not a freaking clue, so that one I also got, got wrong, but... I mean, most of them we got right, including I was pretty surprised by some of them. But, you know, process of elimination, we did pretty well. This one was um, what year did she and Harry Styles date? And, you know, we, it took us a second to get there. We were definitely thinking like, OK, um, gosh, my cat. We were thinking um, 1989 came out in 2014 and there are songs about him on the album she walked the Victoria's Secret. So we knew the answer to that one because that was a different round. We knew that she walked now in 2013 and we knew she was rumored to be dating Carly Kloss at that time. So by process of elimination, we guessed 2012 and it was right. Um, oh, this other question too that we got wrong. This was the last one we got wrong was how many official boyfriends or how many well-known celebrity boyfriends has Taylor Swift had? 
And honestly, I feel like this one is up for debate and it was a little frustrating, but we did the math. We just went chronologically in order trying to think of these celebrities that she's dated. And my team came up with nine. So we said Taylor Lautner, Joe Jonas, um, Connor, was he the Kennedy one? Harry Styles, Jake Gyllenhaal, John Mayer. Joe Alwyn, Kelvin Harris. Oh, I'm forgetting someone in there. Oh, my gosh. We got to nine somehow. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm forgetting an obvious one. Harry Styles. Oh, my God. So we, we got to nine. But um, we forgot Lucas Till, who she dated, like, very, very early on. Um, and the correct answer was 11 somehow. So we don't know if, the, and the moderator wouldn't even tell us who because it would give away answers to other questions, but we don't know who else she considered to be an official boyfriend. And you could also argue that Joe Alwyn is not a celebrity. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I think she counted Corey Monteith or um, Matt Healy or... Adam from Owl City, but either way, like, none of those were really confirmed, and I was talking on TikTok about this a little bit, but, like, why are they asking questions about her relationships? Like, I'm sorry, my phone is supposed to be on Do Not Disturb, but I feel like I just got a billion texts. <laughs> Ashton just got off of work, so that's why. Um, But, like, why are we wasting time asking questions about her boyfriends when we could be asking, like, how much money she's making each night at the Eras tour? Or, like, you know, what is the song, like, about? Or just there's so many questions that we could have had that had less to do about rumored or official official celebrity boyfriends. And then I don't even think there is a correct answer to that one because so much is up for debate. Not every single relationship is confirmed. And then, you know, what about the Gaylers out there with Diana and Carly Kloss? And, like, there's just, I don't know. I don't think Taylor Swift would have liked that question. Um, but a lot of them were super fun. I mean, like, one of the questions was, like, where did Ellen DeGeneres scare Taylor Swift? The bathroom. Um, there was a sound round where the moderator played, like, two to five four or five seconds of a song and you had to be able to identify it and it was the intro of the song I'm very proud to say that we got every single one right to that round and the songs were like nothing new Mary's song Ronin um the last great American dynasty I'm trying to think of some other ones but those are some of the ones oh bigger than the whole sky um it was just so fun. So I'm really glad that we went and I definitely want to keep an eye out for any other Taylor Swift trivia in Minneapolis because seeing how great my team did, like I'm recruiting, we're getting the band back together basically if there's another one somewhere else. Um, but I had a really great time. Um, and then other, what else do I have on my weekly recap list? Oh, Okay. Um, this is really random and it just happened today, but I have to share it with you, especially because I feel like this is something that I just don't have anyone right now in my life to share with that would understand this. But I got a very random message today on Facebook, 
Um, I have some random Facebook listings up in Facebook Marketplace, including a book that I've read, and it's kind of newer and trendy, so I thought, why not? Like, I'm sure somebody would want to read it, and, like, I just listed it for five bucks because, you know, it's a book. And I get a message request from this name that I recognize immediately as being my high school nurse, like school nurse. And it's like for this listing and she's like, hi, Michaela, like it's so-and-so. I don't know if you remember me, but like I'd love to buy this book from you. When can I stop by? I'm so glad that this book went to my school nurse. It was so nice to see her and so bizarre to give her my address and be like, yeah, come over Um, and just open my door. And there she is because I've only ever seen her sitting behind the nurse's desk in the nurse's office. But um, yeah, it was wild. And it's crazy because so much time has gone by and in the nicest way possible, like, it was visible that time had gone by and that's what blew my mind because I'm like, it was not that long ago. It was, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that long ago because that makes me sad. But I mean, if I'm 28, it was 10, 15 years ago. She was my school nurse like growing up too. So she was there for a while. Um, but we caught up a little bit. I know her daughter. So we were chatting about her and just life, life after graduation. She thought I was a senior in college, which just shows like how unaware how many years truly do go by after you graduate because I'm like oh like I was done with college like six years ago like I'm 28 um and we, we were just talking about people in my grade that you know are doing the adult thing like getting married having babies I recently saw someone in my grade so I was telling the nurse about him and how he's about to get married and it was just kind of nice to like chat about these names and people that nobody really like knows in my life that wouldn't understand and even the nurse was saying how it's so crazy to hear all this stuff because she still sees us as like these little kids with our backpacks on walking through the halls stopping by like when our tummies hurt and (laughs) that's how I see us too and it's just so bizarre that I'm like this little kid living in this house by myself showing her my house, being like, and her asking what I do and like trying to explain social media and all of that. But it's also so bizarre hearing like how much has changed since I left my school. Um, She left too because it just changed so much. And like all of the teachers I've had left, which is sad because I feel like when I went to my alma mater, the teachers that I had were there for decades and students would come back all the time to visit But it it feels like when we left, there was this big surge of retirements and then a new generation of young teachers coming in. And even the the school nurse today was saying how there's pretty much nobody left that I had still at Breck, which makes me... Oh my God, I just said... It doesn't matter. It's public knowledge. That's my my high school's name. (laughs) Um, Yeah, if you really wanted to creep, you could easily figure that out, but... Yeah, there was, like, nobody left from my high school that I had as a teacher, and that's, like, a big reason why I've I've never really visited. I did work there over the summers for a while, but it's just a little bittersweet, and, you know, the school nurse today was telling me, just hold on to the memories that you have and how you remember um, our alma mater as and keep that close to you, and that just, oh, like, 
that time of my life, those 14 years in this school that I went to from preschool to 12th grade, I keep that so safely tucked away most of the time. And I do that to protect that time and those memories. You know, I tuck it away in my mind where it's safe and I don't want anybody to touch it or hurt it because I went through, and this might not be a, I know this is not the common feeling for high school, but I went through a very long grieving process of mourning the loss of this bubble that I was in because I was in it um, from like, again, eight, like the first time I walked through that school, I was three for testing. Um, and then I was there from like ages four or five to, I turned 19 like a week after graduation. And then I worked there that summer when I was 19, 20, 21, maybe even 22. So there is nothing else that can compare to the stability that was my alma mater. Like there's nothing else in my life that I've had longer and more consistent and saw as a safe place than school. And I loved everybody there. And I, you know, for the time and who I thought I was, I loved that version of me too. And I know every tile, every like nook and cranny, like the smells, like it's just something that I have to keep tucked away because it's too painful to like keep out in the open and I just don't want to risk anything happening to even just the memories. Um, And I don't really have connections anymore to people from my school. Um, Every once in a while, there is a familiar face. Like I mentioned this boy from my class. He's actually a real estate agent now. I don't know if I ever mentioned this in a podcast episode. I feel like I may have, but I may have also just kept this a secret for me because it was so personal. But um, if you are familiar with my school, you know exactly who I'm talking about and he's great, but um, he's a real estate agent now and I recently saw him earlier this summer. I wanted to surprise him because he was showing a house um, in the area that Ashton and I were looking at houses. So I thought it'd be like a perfect time to swing by, see a familiar face, look at the house introduce Ashton, all of that. So, um, but when I went to chat with him, oh my God, what was I getting at? There was a reason why I brought up. What the heck? Oh, was it just that every once in a while I like run into someone from my past and it's, oh my gosh, I'm so mad that I lost my train of thought there because it was getting good and it was getting deep. But yeah, it was so random tonight. Um, she, the school nurse just was scrolling on Facebook marketplace and saw the book that she wanted and then noticed that my name was the name listing it and clicked on my profile to see if it was me. And it was so totally meant to be. And what's wild is I've had that listing on that, like for that book on Facebook marketplace since December, like seven months. And I would just continuously relist it. And it wasn't, I didn't have any biters. And then today she just found it and it's crazy like if I sold that any sooner this never would have happened and she's going to spend the weekend with her adult daughter who I know really well from you know my alma mater and I was telling her to say hi to her and I don't know it like makes me sad hearing about all these like we talked a little bit all good things you know about who's married who's having babies and all of that and it just it's such a bittersweet thing because 
you know, like, oh, I don't know if I want to say this, but, um, I don't think anyone connected to this person, like, even listens to me, but I recently saw that somebody that I was super, super close to got engaged, and I'm so happy for her. Like, one of my best friends, like, growing up through this bubble with, and, um, yeah, I saw the announcement, and I was very, very happy for her, but it also made me so sad because I remember fantasizing about that together when we were, like, teenagers, when we were preteens. Like, I remember daydreaming, thinking, wondering how the story ends, and, like, especially when we were graduating and, like, trying to guess the rest of our lives after graduation, and I was there with her. Like, I remember that, but it would break my younger self's heart if she knew that I wasn't with her, if I wasn't there when it actually happened. Because we're just, we just grew up and like have our own lives. And that was the really sad part. But there's still like so much love in my heart for these people that knew a version of me that nobody else will know. Um, and yeah, so it was really nice to see my school nurse. So random, but like, what a what a day. Um, and I, I didn't really have anyone to share that with. No one that would really understand or know who she is because I don't talk to anyone that I grew up with really that much. But um, it was really nice. It was so nice to see her and like have somebody from those years see my life now. Oh, it just makes me so sad. Okay, we have to move on. Um, last week, this is also really exciting, kind of shifting um, topics, but I got to meet a friend last Friday that I've actually known through YouTube since like 2015. It is crazy how far back we go. Um, and I kind of wanted to talk about all the ways we've almost met because when you are in the YouTube world, VidCon, social media, it seems so vast and abundant because there's so much space for creators, you know? We've got room for every type of niche category creator. There's room for you. Um, but when you really break it down, it's small and everybody tends to know everybody. Um, and I remember when I was a freshman in my college dorm room, I was watching this collab channel on YouTube because back in the day, collab channels were the thing, like the ish, the thing to be. Um, and there was this one full of like lifestyle beauty gurus that I kind of watched that started their own and it popped off. It was doing really well. And they expanded their cast. And I remember when they introduced this girl on the collab channel and she's introducing herself she says that she's from Minnesota and I was like, oh my gosh, because no YouTubers were from Minnesota. I mean, there's a couple that moved to LA. Well, there's one that I'm thinking of, but like really nobody and like, I don't know, you know what I mean? So, and that was at a time when I was just starting to get this itch to start my channel and planning it. Like I was about to launch my channel basically. So I started following this girl I probably said some very, very cringy comments or something about how I'm also from Minnesota, whatever. Um, and I've followed her then. And then a few years later at VidCon and whatnot, as my channel grew and my networking circles grew, 
I kind of found myself in a friend group, networking group of these creators that she was also a part of. So we had a lot of overlapping people that we knew of, friends, um, but because of like, I don't know, like me being in Minnesota, but then when I would go out to LA, she was never there. We never really met, but I was just a follower. She never really met me, even though I think at that point, a lot of her friends and I have met at different creator things. Basically, jumping ahead of time to 2020, five years later, one random day, she follows me on Instagram. And I'm like, what? Um, And she tells me that she loves my YouTube videos. And it felt so full circle because I was like, girl, like, I've been watching you since the collab days. Like, I love your videos. And um, since then, we've really wanted to meet, but she didn't live in Minnesota at the time. And then by just, you know, the best of luck, she moved back to Minnesota a few weeks ago. And now we both live here. And I am so happy to have somebody that I feel like I know so well, but surprisingly just met for the first time in real life last Friday um, to hang out with. And instantly, like, it felt like we have known each other for years. Wasn't a moment of silence. So much to say. We had years of unpacking, basically, of information with just the YouTube circles and people in the industry and all of that. It was a lot of catching up to do, but um, it was so nice. And I finally feel like I have like a friend here because as I've vented about before, um, I don't have a lot of friends that live close to me in Minnesota. And the ones that I do have um, either just popped out a baby, so is super busy, or works 12-hour night shifts, or just lives 45 minutes away. Um, And I've really wanted to try to meet somebody that lives closer. I'd love to have some friends that live in the same area that I live in. Um, Because I remember when I used to, when I lived like four minutes away from my best friend and how amazing that was to just wake up and like go over or have her just randomly be like, I'm in your driveway. Can I come in? Or like, it was so convenient and I miss having that. So I, as you may remember as well, have been going on a lot of friend dates this year and I've met a lot of people through it. I've, it's definitely exhausting after a while because it is, it's like dating. Like you're just going on a ton of first dates, um, trying to see if you get along with somebody basically. And I was so ecstatic when she told me she was moving back because I've just, I've been wanting a friend here forever, so I'm very, and that does not take away, like, the friendships that I do have here, but again, like, I'm sure the friends listening understand that we're all really busy, and it's hard to, to, um, like, drive 45 minutes or meet up. It's just, I'm just trying to build my, my sis, my networking support system friend group here, and it's tough because everybody at this stage in our lives we're at so many different places and um, some of my friends are like traditionally settled down right now, which means they don't, are like our our nights are going to look different. Um, But lucky me, I'm actually on the same sleep schedule as my friend who is a new mom with a baby. So whenever I need to text her, she's usually awake and vice versa. (laughs) Um, But it's crazy thinking back to... um, when I did first meet this YouTube friend last week, because 
I realized there were so many times where we could have met or we did meet and we just didn't know it. Our first concert was the Jonas Brothers here at the Excel Center back in like 2008, 2009. We were both there and it was both of our first concert experiences. So that was kind of cool. Now, I know we shared that night with like thousands of other people, but it's still pretty wild to think about the fact that it was both of our first concert and we were both there like years and years before we met. And then I learned that she worked at um, a store within a mall that was within walking distance of where I grew up. And it was a mall that I also worked at and was spent a lot of time in. So I at least had to have walked by the store that she was working in on my way into the mall. And if not, like actually gone into the store and like had her greet me or something. So that was really crazy to learn as well. And then just through the YouTube life of different VidCon um, events or creator parties and all of that, like there were a lot of times where we could have met as well. So it's really wild to think about and how it really does kind of boil down to divine timing and how there were so many moments and times where we almost met or where our lives were seemingly parallel and we had no idea how close we actually were to a meeting, but you know, I I think it would have it wouldn't have been the same had we met earlier. Um, and there's a reason why you have to meet the certain people in your lives, like, or there's a reason why you have to meet the people in your lives at the time that you meet. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. I've had this topic um, written down as a as an idea for a while for a podcast episode. I just never knew a good way to execute it. But I thought, you know, with this new friend coming into my life and how many coincidences there were with how we would have met, it reminded me of this list of all of the ways that my partner Ashton and I almost met or had met before we actually did meet and start dating. And, you know, you hear these stories all the time. For me, specifically on TikTok or with this one YouTuber that I keep up with, you know, Erin um, Gilfoy from Carly and Erin, the Vlog Squad, and her husband TJ, who started Emo Night, I've heard her tell the story so many times of how they met on Tinder because she was in the photo that he used on his Tinder profile. She was in the background of it. Like that story blows my mind. And so she swiped right and DM'd him saying something like, I can't believe you're using a photo of me to get other girls or something like that. And then they found out that when she was like in college, he lived a few blocks away in Boston, like in the same neighborhood. Um, and there were some other things too. She had, oh, I wish I remembered more, but it was the photo one that blows my mind. And then I see stories on TikTok of like couples finding like photos from their childhood where their significant other is like in the same sport team as them or same class or in the background of an f- old photo. The ones that like give me goosebumps are when somebody lost a parent that never got to meet their partner, but then they realize that their parent did meet their partner and she was like their ballet teacher like 10 years ago or something like that. That just like makes me cry. But um, Ashton and I very, very soon started to notice all of the ways that we could have met before or just like how eerily close we were to meeting. Um, and it always blows my mind. I had to make a list because there were so many ways. And I don't know if I've ever really talked about them. I might have to be a little vague with some just because I know Ashton is 
a much more private person than I am, and I'm not out here trying to give away too much personal information, but oh, it gets a little crazy. Um, and some are like mid, but some are pretty cool. So I do have the list, and I kind of want to talk about that today. And it's it reminds me of like the Invisible String song from Taylor Swift as well. But anyway, um, let's get into all of the ways that Ashton and I almost met before we did. This episode is brought to you by Banish Skincare. I've been using Banish products for almost two years now and my skin is forever changed. Banish uses natural, clean, and fresh ingredients that make your skin glow, clears up blemishes, reduces redness, and signs of aging. Not only that, but Banish has this at-home microneedling treatment that has truly changed my skin and has brightened my face, reduced acne scarring, and helped reduce acne in general. This is not just an ad to me, but I recommend Banish to everyone. It's the only skincare company I will use and have used for years. They have this awesome vitamin C moisturizer that I put on every night and every morning, an oil serum to use after microneedling that helps moisturize the face and reduce redness. There's a mint cleanser that feels so good on your pores, a fresh enzyme um, pumpkin face mask, and most recently released an awesome sunscreen moisturizer with 30 SPF. And they also have this anti-aging retinol serum too that I love to use before bed. But what's awesome is you can get all of these products in a bundle that allows you to save money or you can purchase them individually, but try out Banish today. I have an affiliate link for you in the description of this episode as well as a discount code. So use code Michaela 10 in all caps at checkout. That's Michaela 10 for 10% off. I promise you, you won't regret it. If you got it, monetize it has been my mantra since 2020, and I firmly stand by it. If you have a talent, skill, or something that you're good at, monetize it. I do really believe that there is a way to make money doing what you love, um, and there is a way to monetize it. So check out my new merch in my spring shop linked below to rep your passion today in a stylish and cozy hoodie with the motivating reminder of if you got it, monetize it, and to say thank you to my listeners, use code PODCAST in all caps for 10% off. That is PODCAST at checkout linked below. All right, I've got the list, all the ways Ashton and I have almost met before we did. Um, The first thing that we figured out right away, and this one isn't like, oh my god, we almost met. It was more of just like a, wow, that's crazy, Um, was that my, uh, well, okay, one that we figured out right away because of a mutual friend on Facebook that was so random where I was like, wait, how do you know her? Um, his One of his teachers in his college program was one of the neighbors that I grew up next door to, um, and I would babysit her kids, and sorry, my cat, I don't even know if I should be saying this on the podcast right now. But you know what? It's legal here. My cat just found a joint in a zip. It's in a Ziploc bag, but I got to get it so that she doesn't play with it. Hey, uh uh-uh. That's not yours. Sorry, mom. I know you're listening, but (laughs) Luna found a treat and I had to go confiscate it from her. Um, Yeah, so one of Ashton's teachers in college was the mom 
of a neighbor that I grew up next door to. We were pretty close. I watched her kids since they were infants, like babies. Um, and she's known me since they moved in when I was like nine or 10. So I developed a pretty close relationship with that family. And it's just so crazy that she, he like knows her when I feel like I know her and her kids so well. Um, so that one was kind of wild in the beginning. And then one thing that I already mentioned a little bit was during a few years leading up to the pandemic, when Ashton was still in school, he was working at this Italian restaurant downtown. It was one of my favorites. I have definitely posted Instagram pictures of me there, like little typical pictures of my drink and whatnot. Um, they uh, were shut down for a while with COVID, but before COVID, I'd go to this restaurant um, and I like vividly remember being there so many times and I was there the same times, the same time gap that Ashton was the bartender. So even though I may not vividly remember like making eye contact with him, the chances of me walking right by the bar to be sat, being sat across from the bar, being at the bar when he worked there are so high. I have no doubt in my mind that that man has made me all my drinks there. Whenever I've ordered a cocktail or a glass of wine, I'm sure he was the one making it and pouring it. I do remember selectively a few of the servers like names or what they looked like. So I was telling Ashton about that. Um, But that one was wild. And that one reminds me of if you've seen Orange is the New Black toward the the later seasons after. uh, I don't I mean, sad, sad, sad show. But after the big tragedy happened, that kind of changed the the direction of the season when they I don't know how to not spoil this, but it's an old show. When they, um, one of the main characters is murdered in the prison, basically. Um, it During that flashback episode when they show her before she was in prison and that one night when she like brushes shoulders with the boy that turns, grows up to be the cop that murders her. And there's that like invisible string theory, not even like romantically, just like, oh my God. They have no idea that in like five, six, seven years or whatever, like how that story plays out. That's kind of how I felt hearing about how he worked at this restaurant when I loved that restaurant. It was like we were walking. I was walking right by him and had no idea in a few years that we'd be together. Like that blows my mind. Um, The next one. Oh, my God. This one freaks me out. And I really hope there's somebody listening that went to my school growing up because you are going to appreciate this one. Um, So about almost a year into our relationship, I notice somebody commenting on Ashton's picture on Facebook. And it's um like an older middle-aged mom with a last name that I recognize. And I thought there's no way. I click on her account. It is the last name that I know, and it's the mother of the name that I know. And I'm tr- I know I'm being so vague, but now I'm freaking out because my boyfriend knows the mom of I guess I'll just say um somebody from my grade growing up who was kind of a bully who made teachers cry and eventually got expelled from my school. Um 
for doing something very illegal and I'll, I'll tell you in person but not here um so the mother of this boy that you know and I'm sure like all preteen boys were POSs at some point so I'm not trying to like bash whoever he has grown up to be now but um Sorry, my cats found a dragonfly and now they're trying to kill that. I feel like I have to babysit them. I'm trying to record a podcast episode and they're trying to murder. I also don't know how the dragonfly got in here, but summer. Marnie's purring. She's purring and she's hunting this poor dragonfly. I'm in the sunroom right now. I don't know if that was ever said. Anyway, so I'm realizing that Ashton is having a conversation with the mother of this middle school bully that I wasn't the biggest fan of. Oh, he also drew phallic things in our yearbooks when he would sign them. Just like so many things that I could think of. Like he threw my shoes on top of a cubby once. He's, he was a little menace. So Ashton is talking to the mother of this menace basically on Facebook. And I, I, I ask him about it when I see him later that night going, how do you know her, you know? And, oh, my God, this is when I freaked out for a second. He goes, that's my brother's mom. No, wait. No, wait. Was that right? Yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. I was lost in the the family tree for a second. But, yeah, he goes, that's my brother's mom. What? It took my brain so long to figure out, like, does this mean you are related to this boy that I grew up with by blood? Luckily not. Um, just through, just through kids and, I guess, marriages of some sorts. But then I had to explain how I knew this mom on his Facebook. And what's crazy is I had already told Ashton one of the stories in context to something else um, about how this boy I grew up with got expelled from my school. I didn't say his name. And he didn't, like, that's, and he even brought it up. He goes, wait, is that, he did that? And we had this moment of, like, oh, my gosh. Um, And, you know, now I'm starting to wonder, oh my, like, am I going to have to see my middle school bully at, like, family Christmases now? <laughs> Luckily, not just by like how the family like dynamic. I don't know. You know how it is. It's kind of like not to get too into uh, like my partner's family because that's private. But um, it is bizarre to think about. Um, And then even Ashton was saying like, you know, I haven't seen him since we were kids or like he would sometimes be at Christmases. So now I'm thinking back to seventh grade Spanish class when I sat next to this boy I had no idea he was going home for the holidays and randomly spending time with my future partner when he was also my, like, a preteen. I think that is so weird to think about, that there could be a 12-year-old version of me on a Monday morning in class not knowing that yesterday there was a a 10-year-old version of my boyfriend who was hanging out with this kid next to me in class that I knew. Like, the connection was wild. I mean, now it's kind of comical. Like, it's definitely funny in Ashton's family if it gets brought up because everybody knows that I knew this kid growing up. Um, But small... Oh, the cats are fighting. Small world, right? That one is bizarre to me, but it was even weirder to think about when I met my middle school 
I just keep calling him a middle school bully because it's like the easiest, lightest way. Um, but <laughs> the cats are so distracting. Um, it was even wild when I met Ashton's nephews, but they were also the boy that I knew growing up, his nephews. And I was like, gosh, if if seventh grade me knew that she would be meeting this boy's nephews one day, like, what are the freaking odds? So that one was pretty wild to think about. Um, also, I grew up in a suburb. I guess I can say the suburb now because I don't live there, but um, no, I, 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 I kind of want to keep it private. I want to keep it tucked away. It's safe. It's safe that way. But I grew up in um, a small like Minneapolis outskirts suburb, um, kind of known as like the small town of the city. And it has that feeling um, for sure. And you kind of know everyone there. I lived there for 23 years of my life, like born into it. My mom grew up in this town. My dad worked for this town. Our roots run very deep here. Um, And I learned that Ashton, who I always knew as growing up in Iowa, because he's from there, he grew up there when he was really little, he lived in the same suburb as me. A little bit on the other side of it, but there were a few overlapping years where we lived like within a biking distance from each other, which is so weird to think about because he grew up in Iowa, so I never even, like, like, would think that we would grow up near each other, but there were times where we were, like, breathing the same air, basically. Like, we were right there. Who knows how close we could have gotten, and, like, my dad, he used to, like, he would plow like the big city plow trucks he would take care of leaves and trees he worked for the city like he was going around for it so there's a I mean I know for a fact my dad plowed the snow on Ashton's street when he lived there or he could have done anything else like clearing trees or raking leaves off the yard like it's just so wild how close he was when I didn't even know yet I mean, obviously, we were kids. He was really young at this point because then his family moved down to Iowa. But that was another thing that when I learned really made me happy because it made me feel like like he's known me longer than he actually has, I guess. I don't know. It's like there's like that that soft, sweet and gentle childhood feeling attached to it that makes you feel like like safe where you're like, oh, he he was there. Like, I don't know. I can't describe it, but that one warms my heart as well. Um, Those were like all the big ones. The last one that I have is just kind of random, but every once in a while on Instagram, I'll find an account that follows him or he follows them that I've known longer than I've known Ashton. Um, This one that blew my mind was when Oh, I can't remember exactly how the interaction went, but I was going up. There was this one interaction with this account on his Instagram that followed me. So I was trying to figure out like how he knows this person that also knows me. Um, And he said that she was from his hometown, like he just knew her growing up. But when I went through my messages with this girl, she and I, like she would respond to my stories years before I even met Ashton as just like a subscriber, a follower, someone that found me through YouTube and followed my Instagram and would just chat here and there. But I didn't know that she also knew Ashton and vice versa until I saw that she was interacting 
with something on his page and she is someone that he knew growing up. But it's weird to think that there are people in his circles or in his hometown that may know me before they knew or like before I knew Ashton just based on like my social media. Um, But I think I think I covered all of the ways that our lives sort of overlapped or how we sort of almost knew each other. That's everything I have written down at least. And hey, that's everything I know so far because there there could always be more that is uncovered. But the the bartending at one of my favorite restaurants, one, gets me because I just know that there were nights where I brushed right by him and had no idea. Um, and then the the half or like the brother um, middle school bully one always blows everybody's mind because I I literally this one oh I didn't even get to I forgot to say the best part um so classic seventh grade bat mitzvah um style I don't know if this is common for other schools but my school was pretty small so whenever somebody had like a birthday party bat mitzvah something like that it was courtesy just to invite the whole grade and I remember getting invited to this boys' bat mitzvah, and I definitely had social anxiety before I even knew what that was because I would get so anxious for parties like this and then not go. And this was one where I did not want to go because I was so scared. But half of Ashton's family went. I don't think Ashton went, but his um, sister-in-law did, who's my age. And it's just so weird because if I did go, like, I would have seen, of like, her when she was 12 or, like, people in his I would have seen Ashton's brother I would have seen his dad probably or his parents like what that is so weird to me because I I don't know part of me is like you should have went girl because that would be a crazy story now to tell being like yeah I was there at that party and I could probably dig on Facebook and find like some bad digital camera photo of me at the party I, I don't know like that is crazy for me to think about too but those those two were definitely like my top wildest ones that I have so far, but it always blows my mind when you make connections like this and realize that you were closer than you realized to, to somebody who is important in your life. And it just really goes to show, I think, how divine um, meeting somebody is and how it's never by chance. Like you never meet somebody by chance. And, you know, sometimes I think, and I've heard this a lot before, where the universe will try to get you to meet, like, somebody special or, like, your person. Or if you believe in, like, twin flames or soulmates, like, your soulmate or your twin flame is so drawn to its its other half, its match, that you are, without knowing, coming very close into each other's lives because there's this... this part in you that you don't know to us it's subconscious but you know the this this more like third eye spiritual side of us knows that that's our twin flame that's our soulmate and it's trying to get us to meet that person um so i do feel like the universe tries really hard to bring somebody into your life that you're meant to know however you won't meet that person until it's your time until you are ready and i think about that a lot too where if I had met Ashton 
when he was a bartender, I don't know if I would have been ready. I don't know if I would have been the version of the partner that I am now that makes us the most compatible because he and I have both grown up a lot through different relationships. And there are times where like I'll jokingly say something or be like, oh, you would have like hated like me at 23 or something. Or, you know, I used to, I've calmed down a lot, I think. And, you know, same goes for him. Like we've talked about certain, I don't want to like air it all out because again, I mean, I'm very open with it, but I know he isn't. But when we talk about like some of the ways that we would react versus respond in our previous relationships or in terms of like um, different arguments or jealousies or how we just were as a partner in our young 20s or as teenagers, um, it's very different than how we are now. And we've talked about that where it's like how we've become better, I guess. So if I had met him any earlier, well, first of all, we were both in our respective relationships at the time. So there's that. But also, like, I don't know if he would have been ready to be the best partner that he is to me now. And I don't know if I would be ready because there's so much that I felt like I had to go through and grow and learn and, like, discover about myself before I was even ready. And even, hey, even when I met him, I was still the avoidant one that didn't want to date for like a year. Um, Having nothing to do with him, obviously you can't fight it, but like, I, I mean, I don't want that to come off the wrong way, but it's just really showing like divine timing how I don't think I would have been ready like a day sooner had we met. Um, Or even like, What was I going to say? I had another example of if we had met the bartending thing too. Damn, I forgot. I don't know. I cannot remember. But um, I think it only just works because this was the exact moment that we were meant to meet and like coming come into each other's lives. <sighs> I lost my train of thought there, which makes, really sa- makes me really sad because I was getting somewhere good. But... I'm so curious if anybody else has similar stories like this that kind of just baffle you when you learn how close somebody in your life was to you before you knew who they were. Um, So if you have a really cool story like this, please shoot me a message somehow. Instagram, um, either Instagram page, my main or my podcast one, uh, YouTube comment, anything like that. I'd love to hear it. Uh, again, like I said earlier, those types of stories just really warm my heart, make me cry. Like it just shows so much how meant to be in your life it is when it happens and how planned it is, how everything is connected. So cool. So cool. Anyway, um, moving into uh, TV shows and movies and books for the week. Should we chat about that? Um, yeah, I feel like I covered everything else. Um, if I think of any any other ways that we almost met before we did, I will definitely do more updates to come. But for the for the moment, it's my next door neighbor was his teacher, bartender, middle school kid that I grew up with is sort of in his family. Um, homes very close together and hometown people, pretty cool. Um, okay. I don't have a lot of TV shows, movies, and books for this week, 
because Ashton and I usually watch movies on the weekends when we're together, but this weekend we were traveling, so we went to bed at like 10 p.m. when we were traveling because we were so tired and we just weren't really watching a lot because of the road trip. But I did realize that I forgot to include a movie last week that we watched, and that is The Tudor on Netflix with Noah Schnapp. Schnapp? Is that his last name? I'm having a moment where my brain is like malfunctioning. Um, from Stranger Things, Noah, Noah Schnapp. Yeah, that's his name. Um, he, uh, I feel like it just came out on Netflix or it was just being fed to my algorithm, but it's kind of like a psychological thriller. Oh, Nina Dobrev is in it as well. Or was it Victoria Justice? We were talking about Victorious. So was it Victoria Justice? No. I know those two look like twins and they get mixed up, but I remember because we were talking about Victorious, but I think it was Nina. Either way, she's in the movie too. Um, It kind of reminds me of this one Stephen King movie that we watched with the phone call after the guy died. I know that was so vague, but if you've seen it, you probably know what I'm talking about. Anyway, The Tudor was good. It's like a psychological thriller, kind of a slow burn. Not scary, but like scary enough for me to handle because I cannot do traditional gory thrillers. Um, But this guy basically takes a tutoring gig for some rich kid in a mansion who's just a little off-putting and weird and just quirky. There's something weird about the kid. Um, and there is a big, I will say I did like the twist at the end. There was a good plot twist, um, but the kid's being weird and things start to unravel. He feels a little stalked, a little watched, and I don't want to give away the spoilers in the, the film that made it so good, but I really liked it. Um, we also, the only movie that we watched this last weekend, Ashton and I, was Saturday night before we left for Duluth the next morning, and we watched Level 16 on Netflix. That's a film that I basically watched half of on TikTok, just in parts, um, but I know that it kind of rose in popularity because of the clips on TikTok, and it worked. It made me want to watch the film. Um... I will say it wasn't that good. I mean, Ashton and I definitely made fun of the acting a little bit, but it almost seemed like it was better on TikTok than the actual movie was. But um, if you're unfamiliar, it's a, what would it be described? Kind of like a sci-fi suspenseful thriller. Um, there's only one gory part and I knew that because of TikTok. So I knew when to close my eyes and then Ashton just described it to me and it sounded awful, but it's kind of like this dystopian girls school underground and you don't really know what's going on and I don't want to give it away. I went into it knowing the whole plot because of TikTok. So I was really trying to see like when Ashton figured it out or what he knew or what was going on. Um, but it's, it's, I guess the thing that I told Ashton was it's kind of like Get Out, like the movie Get Out. So he had that in his mind and he was trying to figure out what they were doing. But um, it they the movie has, what is her name? Kat, 
Kat Dennings from Ginny and Georgia. Katie Douglas. Oh my gosh, my brain tonight is just mush. I do like Katie Douglas. I think she's a great actress. I've seen her in a handful of things. She, like I said, is in Ginny and Georgia. She is in the movie of the girl that was kidnapped, the girl who escaped, I think, um, from that, the one that's based on a true story. Um, she was in the movie Believe Me, which is an abduction one. I feel like she's been in a lot of smaller things as well, but, um, she was like the main, the main girl of this movie. Uh, <clears throat> oh my God. I'm so sorry. I usually cut coughs, but whatever, like cut them out of the podcast. Um, but yeah, she played the main girl in level 16, did a great job. Ashton definitely said that the acting reminded him, not specifically of Katie Douglas, more so just like the extras, but he said it reminded him of his high school theater class on how people would like pronounce something. It was really funny the way he explained it, but it was okay. I think the plot, I don't know, it could have been better, but it is what it is. So we watched level 16 and I've, like I said, been wanting to watch it for a while so I'm glad, even though it wasn't what I expect expected, I'm glad that we still watched it because it's one of those things where I just had to see it. Um, I don't even think I've watched Manifest this week. I've been so busy. But that's the only TV show I'm kind of working on by myself right now. And then I started Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid today at the pool. I love it. I love the way she writes. I love the world that Evelyn Hugo and Mick Riva and his daughter Nina and like Carrie Soto. I love the world that they live in and I love how the books overlap and the the style of her writing just feels like summer and I don't know if that's because I've read her books in summer but like Malibu Rising was such a summer book. Evelyn Hugo I read in the summertime so I definitely just identify that with summer and Carrie Soto has a summer feel to it as well. I don't know if it's the color of the cover or what, but I'm already 100 pages in and I started today. And then in two days, my book for book club arrives. So I want to start reading that as well. And I'll let you know when I start that how it is. But I think that is everything that I have for this week's podcast episode. Um, I hope that you enjoyed and thank you so much for listening. Again, Shoot me a message if you have one of those crazy cool stories on how you and your partner also almost met or knew each other before you knew each other. Like, I love hearing stories like that. And this week's a pretty crazy one, too, because I am going to Ashton's friend's lake house in a few days. Between us, I'm really nervous because it's going to be like a weekend at a lake house with a ton of people that he grew up with that I don't know. Um, And big groups, big friend group dynamics can overwhelm me. And I just, you know, social anxiety. Um, I worry about making sure I have enough time to kind of recharge. I don't know what the sleeping arrangements look like. Is it kind of like a free-for-all type of party house? I don't know. I'm scared. Um, but I know it, it, it'll be fun and it's a summer vibe and that's what I've wanted. Like I, 
I don't know if we're going to go out on the boat, but he has a boat and like, it just sounds fun. So I need to go into it with that mindset because I'm definitely a little anxious for it, but it's only two days and I'm, I'm going to be with Ashton and I know like two people there at least, which isn't a lot, but it'll be fine. <laughs> um, so that's this week and, you know, I'll definitely let you guys know next week how it goes. I'm eager to return home and share that with you. And then... I feel like there's some other things going on. I don't know. We'll find out next week in that podcast episode, but I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Don't forget to follow me on my Instagram and Breaking Up's podcast Instagram as well. It's just Breaking Up underscore podcast. My main Instagram is McKayK17. Follow my, um, my gosh, sorry. So distracted. Be sure to follow the podcast on whatever listening platform you are currently listening on and subscribe to my YouTube if you have not yet. With all that being said, though, I will chat with you next Friday. Bye!